Hi, this is Mark Raven. Welcome to Lean Blog Audio, episode 49. This is a post that appeared on my site April 28th, 2015, and it's titled, Are Hospitalists Ready to Get Serious About Reducing Waste and Improving Care? I was quoted in two articles that appeared in Today's Hospitalist, and if you want to read those articles, uh, you can find links at leanblog.org audio49. The first article was called Discharging Mr. Wood, Time to Get Serious About Waste, and the second was titled Standardized Work, Improving Quality by Reducing Practice Variation. So let's talk about waste. The author, uh, David A. Friends, MD, points out that it's a, quote, collective delusion that the U.S. spending so much more on healthcare leads to safer or higher quality care. Now, people are waking up to the fact that there's too much waste in healthcare. We have poorly designed systems and processes. It's not the fault of individuals, nor is the waste due to a lack of clinical expertise or a lack of technology. The Institute of Medicine estimates that about a third of our healthcare spending is unnecessary, over $750 billion a year out of about $2.5 trillion. In the first article, there's a table that shows the eight types of waste, and, and he uses the acronym that a lot of people use, Tim Wood, since, hence the name uh, paging uh, Mr. Wood or discharging Mr. Wood. Um, paging, I guess that would be the Dr. Wood, but this is about discharging Mr. Wood. Um, I'm going to leave that blooper in there rather than going back and editing. Um, so they use the Tim Wood acronym. There's examples of each of the types of waste that are relevant to hospitalists. Now, as the article correctly points out, the way to reduce waste is not about asking hospitalists to, quote, scrimp on CBCs and paper clips, um, as the doctor writes. CBCs are a common type of blood test, of course. Reducing waste doesn't mean rationing necessary care. It means figuring out how to reduce unnecessary care. Dr. Frentz encourages his fellow hospitalists to stop fighting fires and uh, to start or stop taking actions that don't get to the root cause of a patient's problems. From the article, it says, quote, or they're, they're quoting me, so it's, uh, it's weird, me quoting them quoting me. I said, <laughs> uh, lean calls for a radical change in perspective. Employees and leaders often think their job or the value they bring to an organization is their ability to deal with problems, or I guess, you know, I would say firefighting, just dealing with them in the short term. Instead of pointing at workarounds and heroic measures as our job, we have to look at waste as something to reduce or eliminate so we can spend more time doing our real work, caring for patients. Now, Dr. Friends also says that hospitals and hospitalists should look beyond uh, just doing clinical improvement projects. They should also look to get involved in operational improvement initiatives. And he says, going back to the IOM report, hospitalists own large chunks of two categories, unnecessary services and inefficiently delivered services that account for 44% of all that waste. Reducing that by just 1% would save $4 billion per year and thousands for your hospital. And I would add, I think, the potential of, of what can be reduced is far greater, uh, not just 1%. Now, hospitals can be the beneficiary of lean improvements, and they can also play an important role in improving operations. Hospitals can work to improve communication and processes to help reduce medication errors and other types of patient harm, as well as helping get patients discharged without unnecessary and frustrating delays. Now, in the second article on standardized work, which is in the April edition, Dr. Friends talks about the need to reduce variation. Now, I'd be the first to say that we shouldn't standardize for the sake of standardizing. 
nor do I think we should reduce variation for the sake of reducing variation. You know, there has to be a real problem to solve by either increasing standardization or reducing variation. Dr. Friend says, quote, practice variation is literally killing our patients. Now, that's a pretty, pretty powerful problem statement. So how can we prevent harm and death for patients? Dr. Friends uses checklists as an example of standardized work, and, and we agree, as he writes, doctors are notoriously independent and recoil from anything that smacks of, quote, cookbook medicine. Patients aren't Toyotas, and we won't be reduced to automatons. There's just way too much texture and subtlety, which is why medicine is an art and profession. And people who advocate for translating Toyota's methods into healthcare agree. Mark Rabin points out, that our reluctance stems from a linguistic confusion. Standard can sound like an absolute, a method with zero variation or zero flexibility. It starts sounding like the word identical, which makes employees concerned that they're being turned into robots. But as he further explains, which was me explaining, um, standardized work is the plan that frees us from having to make hundreds of small decisions throughout our day, thus freeing brain capacity and reserving energy to deal with the smaller number of more important decisions that arise. And he's quoting, citing uh, my book, Lean Hospitals. So my question for you, how do you see the role of standardized work in healthcare? Have you been able to standardize the things that matter without going overboard and irritating or alienating people with standardization that goes too far or, or doesn't serve a purpose? What are hospitalists doing in your hospital to drive your lean transformation efforts and more importantly, improve patient care? I'd love to hear what you think. You can leave a comment by going to leanblog.org slash audio49. Podcasts are sponsored by Kinexus, where we're passionate about helping the world improve and innovate more effectively with our web-based software. Learn more at www.makeimprovementhappen.com.